Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is now officially, in certain parts of this republic, the Soviet Union of America. Between the way some Americans are responding to this man-made, government-induced crisis, to the way the blue state governors and some blue state mayors are crushing constitutional rights. Stand by. The doors to the newsroom are locked and the PC police are not getting in, so sit back and relax as we unfold today's edition of The Ledger Report. There was a time, a time before cable, when the local anchorman reigned supreme. When people believed everything they heard on TV. This was an age when only men were allowed to read the news. And in San Diego, one anchor man was more man than the rest. His name was Graham Ledger. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. And suits so fine they made Sinatra look like a hobo. In other words, Graham Ledger was the balls. Mm. I look good. I mean, really good. Hey, everyone! Come and see how good I look! them when you don't need them. That's effectively what this ding-dong governor of the Empire State is saying. Hey, you know what? Yeah, we're just stockpiling these ventilators just in case. I thought we're not supposed to be hoarding stuff, governor. I thought we're supposed to be one union of 50 states. And maybe California or Illinois needs some ventilators, but you're stockpiling them? Wait a minute, weren't you just screaming? Weren't you just screaming for ventilators? I need ventilators, even though, by the way, from published reports, it's up to the governors of individual states to have a reserve, a strategic reserve of things like ventilators and N95 masks and what have you. And apparently, Governor Cuomo uh, didn't take the time a year ago or two years ago, he's on his third term, 
He's been governor three terms now, two and a half terms, whatever. He's been there a long time. Where's your strategic reserve of N95 masks and ventilators, Mr. Governor? He doesn't have any. It's up to the governors to control those kinds of things. Yes, the federal government has a strategic stockpile, which was wiped out by Barack Hussein Obama during the Ebola situation. He wiped out all the N95 masks. And so Donald Trump comes on the scene and, and we have a crisis, so-called, which I don't believe it is. I believe this is completely man-made slash government-made slash politically made. Uh, this, is, this is a nightmare for me, for a constitutionalist. This is a nightmare come true. But the bottom line is, it's at the state level. It's at the state level where these governors are supposed to be monitoring their hospitals. And it's not just ventilators and N95 masks. They're supposed to keep tabs on how many beds are available, right down to how many doctors are at each hospital and how many doctors are in the universe in their state and how many new doctors are coming into the system. That's the job of these of these governors. So where are your ventilators, Governor Cuomo? And by the way, California, same thing. You have this major ding-dong out there. He's worse than a ding-dong. He's maniacal. Governor Newsom. And he's, he's saying, oh, we're going to have a calamity in L.A. and the numbers are going to go absolutely crazy. And by the way, they're not. They're going up. We have positive testing going on. And, and wouldn't you expect it? For a virus that's probably been in the mainstream of America since October of last year. Yes, I know that sounds shocking because we were only talking about this, what, in February and then the lockdown in, in March. Reasonable minds, doctors, are telling me that they have been diagnosing their patients at a clip of about 80-90% testing positive for the flu. All right? Now... Deductive reasoning tells you you have similar symptoms for this remaining 10 or 20%, but he doesn't know, the doctor doesn't know what it is exactly. So he sends his patient home and tells him to take certain drugs, maybe a prescription, maybe not, maybe over-the-counter stuff. Bottom line is they take care of themselves at home. There's no panic. These people live fine. They live through it. It's... A, it's, it's I think it's, a, from what I'm hearing regarding the symptoms, it's pretty bad. And we don't want to get it. But it's been out there, probably, no definitive, because we, we weren't testing in October of 2019. We only started testing in March of 2020. <laughs> this, is, this is so irrational. California, back to Newsom, California, under Governor Schwarzenegger, of all people, had a stockpile of M95 masks and ventilators for this very thing and, and kept it updated um, until Governor Brown, at some point, serving his 500th term as governor, ended it. In other words, he depleted the stockpile, didn't, didn't keep it up to date, didn't fund it. And so now Newsom is out there saying, we have a calamity and we have a shortage, and oh, it's up to the federal government to help out his mistake, his predecessor's mistake. Well, Governor Newsom's been on the scene for, what, over a year, year and a half, something like that. He could have recognized this issue and, and, and replenished the stockpiles, but no, he didn't do it. Instead, they go in front of a microphone and blame the President of the United States. 
and try and create so much panic and fear out there that it's almost, to me, when I watch that, it's nauseating. It is so nauseating. But it's nauseating on so many levels. The primary one that we need to worry about is this crazy thing we call the United States Constitution. Hello, everyone. Again, I'm Graham Ledger, and this is the Ledger Report. This is what worries me. We have lowered the constitutional bar here. In California now, they, it's, it's illegal in most of the coastline to even go to the beach. Now, here you're, you're deeming, what, I don't know, 60-70% of the population non-essential? And you're, you're telling them to stay home and, and, and not go to work. People can't live like that. People can't live like hermits, especially in California in the springtime. People need to have, again, it's so counterintuitive. You need to stay healthy. How do you stay healthy? You exercise. I can't go to the gym. The gym's closed down, so what am I going to do? I'm going to go to the beach. I'm going to do a long walk on the beach. Or I'm going to go to a park. And I'm going to do a hike. I'm going to stay healthy. You know why? Because I don't want to get sick. (laughs) Yet, they've closed down the gyms, they've closed down the beaches, they've closed down the parks, they've closed down the hike trails. Where in the hell are you supposed to get your exercise? Am I supposed to build a giant hamster wheel in my living room? This is, this is nightmare 1984 proportions that I honestly have thought about and thought about for so long now. The conclusion I'm reaching is, yes, This is a power grab on behalf of the blue state governors. It's one part power grab and one part hammer the economy in order to dash the re-election hopes of the 45th president of the United States. And so when you look at this logically, right, you don't see the draconian responses in just next door, by the way. I just checked with my buddy uh, in Arizona. I said, are you guys doing... The same thing that they're doing in California? No. Well, we're taking some precautions. There's some, you know, missing toilet paper and some restaurants have, have closed, which again is is so wrong. It's so wrong from a free market constitutional perspective. Ordering businesses to shut down is illegal. It's unconstitutional. Where in the hell are the constitutional attorneys out there? Why aren't they suing the rear ends off of Newsom and Cuomo? And that guy in Illinois, Pinkster, same thing. And the mayor, the mayor of Chicago is, is uh, a totalitarian, uh, authoritarian nutcase. Same thing with Eric Garcetti. Oh, he's so, in L.A., he's so calm and he's so slick. But he's out there saying, you know what? I'm taking away your constitutional rights. <laughs> okay. So this is the interesting thing in California. Uh, in the 1960s, they came up with this term question authority, right? And it was primarily based on the Vietnam War. It was, you know, they'd run around the Haight-Ashbury and they'd say, well, we're questioning authority as they uh, took their drugs and what have you. But actually, from a perspective of of someone who understands 
our history, it is what you should be doing. You should always be questioning authority. That's why we have this thing called the Second Amendment. So we can keep authority at bay. We can keep government at bay, right? This is why we have a Second Amendment. In effect, it's in a way where we can question authority. And if we don't agree with authority, the authority starts taking away our constitutional rights, like what we are saying right, seeing right now in California and in New York and Illinois and certain other areas and certain local municipalities. How ironic, how ironic that the very people, these hippies in, in California that are all grown up now that, you know, 50 years ago they were question authority, question authority. Now they're saying, ah, it's fine. You know, it's fine. They can shut down the gyms. They can shut down the restaurants. They can deem 90% of the population non-essential. It's no big deal. How in the hell am I supposed to get a haircut? I'm allegedly essential. But the people around me who support Mr. Essential are gone. <laughs> you know, a hairstylist is kind of important for a guy on television. Well... But just as important is a gym. You know, you have to look decent. And in my opinion, over doing 30 years of broadcast television, part of that equation is, is hit the gym four or five times a week. I also you know, want to stay healthy. But these all interconnect. And, and people are getting hammered. I have a buddy who has a, just a little hole-in-the-wall restaurant. Filipino food. Walked in there the other day and wanted to support him. And, and buy some uh, pancit and some lumpia. And it's great, by the way. But his business, I asked him, his business is down 70. Not 17, 70. 70%. This is unbelievable. Are you trying to drive people to the unemployment line? Are you trying to drive these restaurants out of business permanently? So you think about it from the Newsom perspective. He's out there with glee. Cuomo at least is acting like he's in pain. I don't think he is either. I think he's loving this. I think Newsom is loving this. I think Garcetti is loving this. I think the nutcase mayor in Chicago is loving it. They love coming out and ripping away the constitutional rights of Americans. So why are they doing it? And my friends are asking me, so, okay, yeah, why, why? Well, it's, it's simple and it's twofold. One, when you take away liberty, in, if you look at it as a, as a pie, right now, they're taking away, well, probably half your pie, right? You can't live a normal life right now. You know, you can pump some gas in your car, woohoo, and worry about that handle you're touching. <laughs> so funny. People never thought about how dirty those handles are. I'm Mr. Uh, clean. I'm a clean freak. For decades, I've worried about those handles. I've always used the hand sanitizer. For decades, I try not to touch doorknobs. For decades, I haven't touched a door handle of the inside of a, of a public restroom in decades because I always have a, I don't know, walk around with gloves, but I, I always have a paper towel over my hand. I never touch it directly because I know it's dirty. So it's just hilarious to have these people just suddenly dawn on them that there's a lot of germs out there. It is maniacal what is going on right now. Absolutely maniacal.
So when you look at that pie, and you see that Gavin Newsom or Cuomo, Andrew Cuomo, is taking away about half your pie, half your liberty pie, right? And you say, oh, well, it's temporary. Oh, is it? Are you sure you're going to have 100% of that 50% restored? I'm not so sure. Some people are saying this is a dry run. Mm, not really. Effectively, we're living under martial law. It's, it's not officially declared, but effectively, that's worth people going outside and being arrested. Hawaii. People going outside to the beach. Sorry, you know, we're not even going to just give you a ticket. We're going to arrest you. This is incredible. This is the United States of America. This can't be going on here, but it is. It's the Twilight Zone. Where is Ron? Rod Stewart, I said almost Rod Stewart. Where's Rod Serling? Un, I, I don't. At, sometimes I'm at a loss for words of what is of what is going on here. So, yes, part of this is an attack on your liberty permanently that will be damaged. Stock market will come back, but your liberty won't. That's half. The other half, clearly, is a. And, and I hate to say this and use this word because people's eyes roll in the back of their heads when you use the word conspiracy, but what the hell else is it? When Donald Trump was being impeached, that was a conspiracy, absolutely, among the Democrats and the mainstream media. Well, we have the same combination going on here. There are rational people like me out there. Donald Trump is rational. He's been forced into this situation. He held his nose and he signed that $2 trillion debacle because he had to. Can you imagine if he vetoed that, what the mainstream media would do to him? They would tar and feather him. And then they would, of course, blame the entire Wuhan coronavirus on him. Donald Trump is painted into a corner. I could sense from the beginning that he was trying to tell Americans, hey, this is a virus. Wash your hands and take precautions and you'll... 99% chance to be fine. And he's right. He's right. Look at the numbers. So people are going nuts right now because the testing positive rate is, is going up in this country. And it, it, it's mind-boggling to me that people would be... Okay, why do you look at that as a bad thing? That the testing positive rate in this country is now leading the world, they're saying. At this moment in time, it's getting close to about 140,000 confirmed cases. 140,000 confirmed cases. And this is, we're looking at April. That's near the end of the cold and flu season, ladies and gentlemen. 140,000 cases near the end. This is nothing. That's nothing. Did you know that somewhere around five, you know, if you run the numbers, five, six, thousand people die every month from the flu during flu season did you know that five to six thousand a month all right so th this is simple math and i'm encouraging people to run the numbers if you don't believe me run the numbers yourself and i tell my friends run the numbers yet round up 140,000 confirmed by the way 140,000 in the United States is a minuscule number, and I, it's not accurate. We have a numerator, we have the top number, but we don't have an accurate denominator. And so 137, 
140,000 cases, that's the denominator. Right now, as we speak, we have 2,400 deaths. And we don't want anybody to die in the United States. 2,400 deaths, that's the numerator. The denominator continues to grow. And it's right around 140,000 right now. But if again, if you use logic and if you agree with my logic and what my doctor told me, that this Wuhan coronavirus has been out there since October 2019, we need to add a zero, potentially two zeros, to that 140,000, don't you think? So you're talking at least 1.4 million, probably more like 14 million Americans have had some form or another of the Wuhan coronavirus. But let's just, let's just go with the 140,000, 137,000 cases right now. If you do the math, all right, it's very simple. You take 2,400 and you divide it by 137,000 and you get 0 0.015. Repeat, 0 0.015 mortality rate. But again, we're nowhere near an accurate denominator. And yes, we want the number of positive cases to increase to burn some common sense into people that there's no reason to panic and buy toilet paper and clean out the store shelves where I can't even buy a, a piece of fish. Sort of starting to come back to normal. I shop around and I'm just so curious. It's just fascinating to me how selfish people are and how, I'm sorry, stupid people are to be hoarding stuff. It's just wrong. It's messed up on so many levels. Okay, so the mortality rate at 0.015% in the United States, that's rounding, okay? So you're around 1%. Seasonal flu uh, mortality rate is slightly less than 1%. Now, if we add a zero onto uh, the total number of confirmed cases in the United States, that becomes, we'll, we'll round up, all right, 1.4, I'm doing this as we speak, 1.4 million, and we have 2,400 deaths, okay? So, uh, so we divide 2,400, divided by 1.3 million equals a mortality rate of point. Zero, zero, one, eight. So less than 1%. Now, again, you can disagree with me if you'd like, but to, to say that the, the, the disease only hit our shore in March doesn't make any sense. You had people from China and Wuhan running around our country all over the place for years, unchecked. Okay? So... To say that it just came to our shores in February or March, that's, that's crazy. That's crazy. We just started looking for it. And as I say, it's, it's like when you buy a new car, right? You buy a certain brand of car, you start seeing it all over the place. Oh, there's another one, right? You buy a red car, or you, you start seeing the red cars all over the place. You buy a, a new Ford truck. Oh, look, there's a Ford truck. You start looking for it, you're going to see more of them. And that's what this is. We're testing for it. We're going to find more cases of it. 
Now, if you run the, the global number, the global number has a mortality rate of 0.04%, and people are looking at that and saying, oh my God, it's 0.04%, what are we gonna do? Well, you morons, um, most of the world doesn't have the test kits. So most of the world is not getting the accurate denominator. They have the numerator. The numerator, by the way, in case you're keeping score at home, that is the total number of fatalities globally is an astoundingly low number. Globally. 33,000 dead. Now, that's a, that's a good flu season in the United States. 33,000 dead. 33,000 dead with a population on the planet of, what is it, 5 billion people? You want to run those numbers? You talk about a decimal point and a, and a few zeros. 33,000 people globally? This is, this is crazy. The reaction is crazy. It makes no sense to me. But look at even deeper behind these numbers. South Korea, by the way, who, you know, South Korea is about the size of California in terms of population. It, their mortality rate, and, and everybody's praising them. They did a good job. Great, wonderful. South Korea did a great job. Fine. And they're... Their number of dead, by the way, is is very low. Uh, it is about California's, by the way, 152 at this moment in time, and about 9,500 confirmed cases for a mortality rate of 0.015 percent. Oh, look at there! It just happens to match the United States mortality rate. But again, South Korea is testing when it looks like they need to test. How do you go back in time and retroactively test all the patients my doctor treated, that 10 or 20%, that he couldn't figure out what they had? They recovered, and now they're fine. How do you retroactively go back and test and confirm a positive coronavirus for them? But the interesting numbers are the ones that I'm keeping my eyeballs on. It, and this you should keep in mind for Florida. Um, High heat and high humidity kills viruses. High heat, high humidity kills viruses, all viruses. And so we see, if you look at the map of uh, Florida, it's interesting because it is, uh, cases of the uh, Wuhan coronavirus are all along the coast of, of Florida. And, you know, it's looking like it's exploding there. But in reality, what's happened in Florida is, uh, you know, the, the metropolitan areas have more than the rural areas. Uh, what's really happening in Florida is that um, the folks from New York uh, brought it down there. Thank you, New York. Isn't that nice? And uh, it's not going to spread exponentially there because of the high heat and humidity. I'm, I'm guaranteeing it, okay? And this is what I'm basing my uh, theory on. And that is, you look at Thailand. Thailand's not that far away from China. Certainly a hell of a lot closer than Florida. Thailand's death rate, they, had a, they have a handful of cases, by the way, in Thailand. Handful. You're talking, all of these countries I'm about to name are in the hundreds. Hundreds of cases. Thailand's mortality rate is 0.005%. All right? Indonesia, point. Zero eight percent. 
All right. Singapore. Point zero zero three percent. Vietnam has no dead reported from the Wuhan coronavirus. Panama. Now Panama is about as far away from China as Florida is. Panama has a point zero one eight percent. So around almost right on target with the United States, but how many how many people are really being tested in Panama? So when a logical person looks at these numbers and then tries to line it up and match it up with the response by local government, the federal government and, and the White House has been rational about this. And the latest from Dr. Fauci is that, oh yeah, you know, there might be 100,000 um, dead in this country from the thing before it's over. But we're having a pretty typical flu season right now, and there are somewhere in the neighborhood it's going to end up being probably 40,000, 50,000. All right, now, so it's worse, yes. But you have to ask yourself a basic fundamental question. These people that are high risk, that are catching this thing and not living through it, how many of these people would have died from the flu? Isn't that a rational, logical question? How many of these people would have died from the flu, same thing, if instead of the Wuhan coronavirus, they caught the influenza virus? Now, even if they got the flu shot, and I remind people that the flu shot does not cover all strains of flu, especially the latest mutations of it. So you get the flu shot, fine. It protects you from last year's flu and the ones you know, dating back to 1977, I don't know. The previous strains that have been identified, it's all mixed into this one flu shot. But it doesn't protect from the latest variety. So how many of these people who died from the Wuhan would have died from this flu, from the regular old flu, if they had contracted it? How many do you think, honestly? I'll, my answer is probably the vast majority. So instead of dying from the flu, they're dying from the Wuhan coronavirus. None of this makes any sense. And, and to top it all off, um, this guy in California comes out with his slick hair and his cap teeth and this howdy-doody smile and says to the people of California, hey, you know what? I'm going to take more of your constitutional rights away. You people aren't responding exactly the way a dictator wants a dictator to have you respond. So I'm going to be even more authoritarian, totalitarian, and I'm going to hammer your constitutional rights even more with a big old smile on my face. Stop, Tate. Common sense. Let's talk about common sense. Is it common sense to shut down an entire economy because of pockets of an outbreak of a virus that has a mortality rate right around the same as the seasonal flu? Is that common sense? Is it common sense to shut down an entire state when huge swaths of that state haven't even come close to having a diagnosed case? California has, I think, 58 counties. 
So why don't you look at it from a county by county perspective instead of one broad brush? This is like you break your finger, you go to the doctor, and the doctor puts you in a body cast. This makes no sense to a rational person. So common sense, you talk about common sense, there is no common sense to shutting down an entire economy. Unless, of course, you're trying to hurt the re-election chances of one Donald Trump. Roll tape. Stop tape. We need to help you help yourself. See, this is what it's like in a dictatorial society. We're only doing this for your, your embitterment. We're only doing this to improve your life. We're only doing this for your own good, okay? We're kneecapping you. We're cutting you off of the knees. But but think about it this way. It's, it's going to help you in the long run. I've talked to so many people that are taking this thing seriously. And I, I'm recommending revolt, California. Revolt, New York. Revolt, Windy City. Live your life. What? What? Kind of, you're arrested for going to the park in, or, or going to the pier, going to the Navy Pier, for example, in Chicago. They're going to arrest you? How do you think that case would stand up in court when we have this crazy thing called the Constitution? I, I don't know, in front of some of these activist judges, but in general, it wouldn't have a leg to stand on. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? So, the constitutional rights of Americans, right now, coast to coast, everybody's constitutional rights are under attack. They're just under attack more in certain blue states like California, Illinois, and New York. And so you have the governor of California saying, you know what, we didn't have exactly the response we want. People were actually living their lives. They were going down to the beach and they were going to the park and they were, oh, they were hiking on hiking trails. Oh my, we can't have that. So, we're going to make it even harder on you. We're, we're, we're going to uh, shut down the parking lots. And, uh, and we're going to tape off the beaches. You know, police tape. And we're going, to, uh, we're going to make sure that you can't enjoy parks and trails and etc. We're going to make your life hell. You're going to love it. Roll tape. Stop it. I'm so sick of this term, social distancing. To me, it's an oxymoron for every human being on the planet. It's an oxymoron. Social distance. Mankind, people, are social animals. And this is why it's so dangerous to impose this on the people. It's so dangerous to lock them up in their house arrest and inside their homes, where depression will set in. If, if not initially, it's going to set in over time. The longer you have people locked in their homes, depression, and there's now a syndrome that's developed, covicide, the, the coronavirus suicide rate is up. Well, what do you think? You've scared the daylights out of millions of people, and then you've locked them up in their homes for crying out loud. What do you expect is going to happen? 
It's like the stock market. And it's like the unemployment rate. You scare the daylights out of people who are going to panic sell their stocks. I'm buying, by the way. The unemployment rate coming in at, what, 3 million, I think it was? And, and next time is going to be, it's probably going to be 10 million for a whole host of reasons. But what would you expect? You shut down a large swath of the United States economy. My God, what are we doing? We're allowing these fascists to take control of our lives. California, Illinois, New York, and throw in a couple others in there. And you're talking, I've run the numbers. You're talking somewhere around 15, 20% of our gross domestic product as a country. You're damn straight. This is going to have an effect on the economy. They know it. They are conspiring to do this, to not only swipe more constitutional rights from their residents of each state, but also to hammer the economy, which would then potentially hammer the re-election chances of Donald Trump. This is a, this is a nightmare. It's a nightmare scenario, a Twilight Zone scenario that I just can't get over. I absolutely can't get over it. And, and one, one more thing. I really appreciate the doctors and the nurses and the other healthcare professionals who are, as they always do, risking their own health to treat the patients. This is nothing new. All right? This is what they signed up for. You sign up in the United States Army, you got to be ready to fire a weapon in, in, in a war at some point. You know, these people who, oh, I didn't sign up for this. Yeah, you did. You signed up to go to war. That's what the military does. And you healthcare workers, you signed up to help sick people. And so I see these posts on social media. Well, I had to intubate somebody today and it was a horrible thing and then I had to go home to my family and I don't know if I'm... Well, isn't that what you're supposed to be doing? Isn't that your job? I, last I checked, you know, this... You can pick up any kind of disease from so you could, you know, you could potentially. I think I don't remember. I remember back in the in the days when AIDS first came out, people were worried about how the thing transmitted. I'm not sure if a blood splatter can can still transfer AIDS from one person to another. I don't know. I know that that various diseases, viruses in particular, are transmitted that way. Somebody sneezes and you have your eyes right there, bam, you're probably going to get it. I mean, there's a good chance, right? It's going to sneeze, go right in your eyeballs. And that's the reason why doctors are saying, hey, dummy, don't wear the mask unless you're sick because it ain't going to do anything. It's just, see people at the grocery store with these masks on. I just feel like I can't resist going up to them and saying, oh, are you sick? No, I'm not sick. Well, then why are you wearing a mask? Because of the boobers. <laughs> well, you're an idiot. Unless you sneeze on them. Now, then you'd be hauled off to jail. It's troubling. This entire fiasco is very troubling. It's, it's troubling because I know the political motivation behind it. And that is the harm, the re-election chances of Donald Trump. But look what they're doing to our society. Look what they're doing to our economy to achieve their political ends. They're destroying us. They're destroying our liberty. 
They're destroying the way we socialize. They're destroying my First Amendment right to assemble. How many people in California even know that that's a First Amendment right among the five? Hmm? How many people know that when Gavin Newsom comes out there with a smile on his face and says, hey, you can't gather in a group, he's violating your First Amendment rights. And doubly so by canceling church. We got Easter right around the corner. We got Good Friday. This is a tragedy. Do we recover from it? Yeah, I think the stock market recovers very strongly and, and very quickly. Does the economy recover? Yeah. It's going to recover like it always does from a government-created calamity. Are we going to recover our constitutional rights and our ability to socialize? Has our ability to socialize and trust people been completely obliterated? Has our constitutional rights been slashed permanently? It's very, very concerning to me. It's why we should all, always, as Americans, question authority. This edition of the Ledger Report is on its way to the Archives of the Library of Congress. Thank you for listening. I'm Graham Ledger. And remember, even when I'm wrong, I'm right. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.